Hey Radio Nonsense listeners, if your grotty bleaters, sorry, grown-ups, want to help support this podcast, then they can sign you up to the Linda Edition via Apple Podcasts or Acast Plus. The Linda Edition is a version of this very show where adverts appear as often as Linda does, which is never. Yes, including this annoying advert at the beginning. You'll also get the podcast a whole day earlier than everyone else, and you never know, if enough people sign up, there might be bonus content too. Get those grotty bleaters to hit the button on Apple Podcasts, or find the confusing link in the podcast blurb to do it on Acast+. Plus. Linda? You hear that, Linda? You have your own edition of the show, Linda? You are listening to... Comedy Club for Kids presents... Red Panda Explosion. Thank you, Harry, age nine, for that intro. Um, I don't know if it's red pandas that are exploding themselves, like they've eaten too many gassy foods or fizzy drinks and they just go pop or their bums do. I don't know. Or is it, and this is what I reckon, that red pandas are actually experts in dynamite and TNT and they're going around exploding things. I mean, red pandas always look like they're wearing an old-fashioned bandit mask, don't they? There's every chance that they've worked together to rob a bank by exploding things. Not a human bank, obviously. Not like a bank with money in it, but like a river bank, maybe. Or a forest one. You don't really... Do you get forest banks? Or mountain banks? Or desert banks? You do get river ones, don't you? Why is it that fish, otters and beavers need banks? Is it because they have an income flow? I've got no idea. But maybe in forests they have money spiders and they do all the banking stuff for the red pandas so they don't need actual banks. So actually, I don't really know what they'd blow up. Ah, so much to think about. Hello, uh, if you hadn't already realised where you were and what this was, then what are you doing here? Uh, but also, welcome to Radio Nonsense, the comedy club for kids podcast that is suitable for all ages from... two. You have all been sending in so many things. Thank you lots for that. And thanks to your bleating fartofs, sorry, grown-ups, for helping you if they did. Um, if they didn't, well, may they be cursed by a plague of giant llama pukes. Sorry, that was a bit much, wasn't it? Sorry, it's, it's a little bit rude. Maybe just small llama pukes, a plague of small llama pukes. So um, some specific shout outs or normal levels of talking outs that become very unpleasant to listen to this if I shout it all out um, to all of you who've given the podcast a review. And in particular, Minecraft 5439, who sent this is a really funny podcast. I love it. Thank you. And then wrote poop and put an emoji of a gorilla doing a fart. Now, the reason I'm mentioning this review in particular, because thank you for all the reviews that you put uh, on Apple Podcasts and other sites like that. But Minecraft 5439 I think you've discovered the best review system ever. Like normally, shows get reviewed with stars. You might have seen in the West End, oh, it's got five stars. Or, or like on Broadway, this is a five-star show. Or like music has five stars. But I think, right, you know, Farting Gorillas is much better, isn't it? Because if you see five stars, oh, that's great. Or, oh, only one star, it's obviously poo. But if you get to say, this show has one farting gorilla, so that is a true honour. If it had only achieved a burping capuchin or a hiccuping bush baby, then I'd have felt like maybe you didn't really like it. But a farting gorilla, I know you loved it because it's like that's quite a big fart. Gorillas are pretty big and uh, you'd assume they do, especially always the way that they walk around. They're kind of like knuckles on the floor, bums in the air. They're going to do quite a big fart. So I feel like that's a really, 
really beautiful review that you've given us. Thank you so much. And I hope the farting gorilla system really catches on. Um, also, thank you to um, Cassie or Kaki or Kaskiki, uh, who's in Australia, um, who also gave the show a review with 21 burger emojis, which is a great review system as well, because I think that means they really like the show or that they are really hungry. I'm not sure. Um, thanks, Kakakasisisisi. Um, and I hope you get some dinner soon. If you too uh, would like to give us a farting gorilla of appreciation or hamburger emojis or whatever, really, then please do that on whatever podcast app you or your bleating fartofs, sorry, grown-ups, um, get this show from. Also, you can ask them to help you email us any questions or whatever else you'd like, really, at podcast at comedyclubforkids.co.uk. And so many of you have been. It's been amazing getting all your emails. The pile of questions that needs to be answered is now the size of two giraffes balanced on each other, but you know, like one is doing a headstand on the other's head, which is... It's particularly tricky. It's very hard for them to do that. It takes a lot of practice. But look, I will get round to all your questions um, or they'll all fall over and I'll be trapped underneath uh, the pile of questions. and I'll have to live under all of them and survive by eating my own socks, which I hope that doesn't happen. I've got really horrible socks on today. But as well as questions, um, I've also been sent in this week a joke. Hooray! And this joke is from Sammy, who says they are 10 or 100. But we just don't know. Which is it? We just don't know. And um, they live in Canada. So, Sammy sent in, and this is a knock-knock joke, so I will read it like I read all knock-knock jokes, as though I am two completely different people. Sammy sent in, my joke is as follows. Knock-knock! Who's there? Why do you always have to ask that? Just let me in! Sammy, that is an amazingly funny joke, and thank you for putting it at the end. P.S. I love radio nonsense, um, so thank you for that. And um, that is a very good joke, and I hope it is a joke and you're not just locked out. Um, if you are locked out, hopefully your bleating fartofs will hear this and finally let you in. Um, either way, thank you, thank you tons for sending it in. That is absolutely brilliant. Right, um, now for the most importantest bit of the show! A dinosaur may have enjoyed the fruits of this plant I'm joined on the podcast today by Izzy Lawrence, who you, of course, listeners will know as Izzy, the never been dizzy, or by her legendary title as the hamster whisperer, or, of course, how could we forget, as the inventor of onions. Um, how are you, Izzy? I'm very smelly, but I've moved away from the onions, um, and I told another hamster about that. i got a mate of mine, right, it's called Boris. He's actually a rat, but we have to pretend he's a hamster because he gets quite sensitive about it. So, But Boris sort of says that my um, onion smell has gone down the last few days and I'm thinking about switching to garlic. Oh, that's very exciting. I've got a lot of questions already to ask you. Yeah. I, I, I didn't know you'd been up to, to so much, but, but Boris, is a, how do you make a rat pretend to be a hamster? Does he just have to have lots of food in his cheeks at all time? Or... He does do that. He overstuffs his cheeks. He hides his tail. It's rather embarrassing. He pretends it's a worm. He just goes around mm. and he calls it a python. It's not a python. It looks like a worm. It's a tiny little tail. Um, like the squirrels really make fun of him about his tail, which oh, I think is really unfortunate. Harsh. Because, you know, yeah. squirrel's got these big fluffy tails. He's got this little tail that he doesn't even acknowledge. He pretends he's a hamster. So it's tough life being Boris. Um, but tough. he speaks five yeah. languages, does Boris. So he's quite, you know, he speaks hamster, Greek, mm. uh, Russian, and um, um, he speaks computer code and English. Well, so, and, and I assume, and rat as well. On top no, of that, he doesn't six, speak rat. He wasn't brought oh, up with rats. Rat. He was brought up with squirrels, yeah. That's why he's so, you know. Oh, I see. Upset about his wow, time. Wow, well, you know, part yeah. of people's sort of histories are fascinating. And, and rats' histories, obviously, are fascinating too. And it's also weird, isn't it? As I said, you're known as the hamster whisperer, but here you are, you're mm. talking to, to, to a rat who knows squirrels. This is the thing. People assume um, that I'm best friends with all these hamsters. I know a few Syrian hamsters. I do not know any Russian hamsters because you miss them, don't you? They're like marbles. I swear, they're just tiny little 
things and they just like occasionally like I'll lift up you know like a sofa cushion about eight of them will be under there and like mm. I'll try and start up a conversation but they just don't want to know they like to be acknowledged you little Russian hamsters um, Syrian ones much right. more laid back and obviously Boris hangs with the Syrian ones because he's similar in size to them even though he's still a bit big they mock him for his that tail. Makes sense. Yeah. It worse than the squirrel. It does make sense. And it is, yeah. it is a constant problem. I find that I'm just sort of like, you know, I'll put a slipper on, there'll be 12 hamsters in there. You know, mm. you're sort of uh, go to the loo, get a bit of loo roll, and suddenly four hamsters will fall out. You know, they just seem to have I that mean, thing where they turn up in all sorts of places. They take things very seriously. I mean, at the moment, we've got a big campaign. We're trying to get... Um, um, hamster ancestors like hamster dinosaurs into the natural history museum so we've got nearly got them to do there's a particular type of old hamster called a volaticotherium which is possibly wow. my famous my, my, my favorite um word of the past but it's a real say, can you creature say, can you say it again Volaticotherium. 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 It's a flying squirrel so it's like the perfect uniting it's like a batman that isn't a bat but it's in the past and it's like a dinosaur, but it's not a dinosaur, it's a mammal. But it's a really old, wow. like, mousy type thing. So it's like a flying rat and it's called a volaticotherium. And if you go to school and say volaticotherium six times, your teacher will give you a gold star no matter what. I can almost guarantee it. Volaticotherium. That defi- that's got to be true. Yeah, I mean, volaticotherium. That is, I might just say that. I might just r- sort of run around my neighbourhood shouting that quite yeah, a lot. it's good. I, I mean, I do. Uh, Boris doesn't like it, though. He likes, no, he no, likes no, things I'd... on the down low. He's quite cool. Yes, yes, that's very true. Yeah, I, I, can, I can see that. I can see that. Well, I mean, that that is um, it's, it's very exciting to talk about hamster, but you were just also, you said you moving might be moving from onions to garlic, and I guess that's yeah. good for keeping vampires away. But we, I mean, onions, yeah. people like onions. You know, onions go great in, in crisp flavours. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, like, go in so many meals. I, they don't keep monsters away, though, onions, I don't think. In the they same don't way. particularly. I mean, you, I mean, supposedly they're meant to, like, keep, like, in the olden times, when they're, like, times of plague, they're meant to keep plague away. But to be honest, I don't think they do. I just think they're kind of, they're also a bit bigger. They're a bit heavier around the neck, whereas a bit of garlic goes around the neck rather lovely. Um, And, um, you know, as necklaces go, I mean, it's very out there. You know, if you're dressing your fashion up, you know, big like chain of onions, that's quite, it's very French. Um, And garlic, also quite French, but more uh, vampire-y as well. So you've got that horror sort of side to it. So I'm going more in the smaller you know, I'm thinking about making a chain of ginger, but the trouble with ginger is once it gets dry, it shrinks a lot and it just doesn't do such a good mm. sort of day wear. You know, maybe at night you could wear ginger, be a bit more. If you're, if you're going travelling, I recommend taking a ginger necklace just so you can have a little nibble because that'll soothe your stomach and stuff and stop you wanting to vomit. That's a really good tip. Have you ever thought about sort of having a mixed necklace? So it's a bit of ginger, a bit of garlic, maybe an onion. And then when you're hungry, you can just sort of like pick bits off. Cook you them up do. and you've Don't eat raw nice garlic. Sort of do not eat raw garlic. You will let, you'll take a knee eating raw garlic. It is intense. Don't do that to yourself. But a little nibble, nibble of ginger. It's spicy, but you'll, you'll be all right. But I love that idea because you could also like put, you could basically make your own sort of, you know, like complete, um, spice rack around your neck, couldn't you? I mean, it'd take a long yeah. time to get a thread through all the mustard seeds, but you could That'd be sort very of tricky, yeah. do it. You could do it, and that would be like ultimate. And then you see, once you've got your spice rack sorted around your neck, you could do other things. So you could have like you know carrots, um, like drilled through carrots and put them on your fingers, or you could like have a potato <laughs> hat. 
you know, you could do all sorts of things, like a, a big squash jacket. That's what, and oh, then you'll be just sorted. Who doesn't and want a saucepan on your back. Your butternut squash, it's a lovely colour too. Yeah, no, so, I mean, beautiful, it's good shape. It looks like a high vis. Yeah. yeah. I was, the, the spice um, necklace, I'm just trying to think, things like cumin like or mm. a bit of turmeric, would you just sort of like sprinkle a bit over part of the necklace or would you have to get like the original... I mean, turmeric root or you know i mean the thing is what you want to do with turmeric and you know you've got to be really careful because you know it really dyes everything bright mm. yellow but if you're going for the look you could actually dip your hands in the turmeric and anything you wanted to be like turmeric you could smear your hands all yeah. over i mean it's not very hygienic but it would look amazing it would look amazing. And with the butternut squash vest, the mm-hmm. turmeric hands, yep. maybe uh, you said a potato hat, but maybe if you had like a pomegranate hat or you had some sort of bright red hat, I mean, yeah. I just think you'd look really fancy. I think you would look awesome fancy. Watermelon trousers. Just, yeah. you know, oh, it'd yeah. be quite squelchy, but I think you'd get used to it. Well, squelchy, but in the hot weather, refreshing. Oh, yeah, very refreshing. Yeah, I, so, I can yeah. see that. And uh, but go watch out for the seeds. You might want to de-seed it first. Yes, yes, that's also a very good point. Unless yeah. you can you can like spit out watermelon pips just using your bum. <laughs> that would be again very refreshing for you, for you, but it'd be pretty <laughs> disgusting for everyone else. Cuz that's a, that's I'll, a game I play occasionally. You get a watermelon and you spit the pips as far as you can. Oh, you good. I was worried what you were going to say then. Yeah, sure, yeah. But if you could do that with your bum, <gasps> you'd be the <laughs> king of the playground. What you'd want to do is you'd want to eat a whole size because also you'd look really cool eating the watermelon with with all the pips in it. Because I always mm. think oh, I can't do that. I always don't like those bits when you get the pips. And it's like ah, oh, no, that's a pip. But if you just ate the whole thing, even the rind or whatever, and then you just sort of like pulled your trousers down poof, 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 like a See, machine gun. What you need to do is you need to be like Boris because remember Boris is a rat, but he's been practicing at being a hamster for ages now, and he can store the pips in his cheeks as he goes. Ugh. You see, he's really good at that. Um, I'll get him to spit him and see how far he can go, though, because it'll be interesting to know. I mean, we could have like a little mini Olympics with hamsters versus rats and seeing how far they can spit watermelon pips. Not using their bums, though. With mouths. Yeah, I was going to say not bums. Also, for like rodents, they've got tails. The tails could get in the way. Like, that's a whole difficult thing. There's a whole thing there. But, you know, I mean, technically, like rats have got slightly bigger heads, so maybe they'll be able to spit further. But they have got tails and that could you know the balance issues it's it's quite technical i mean you need to get some really good commentators for that particular match absolutely absolutely well, i mean izzy i was going to ask you sort of you know what you've been up to but you've been up to loads you've just been yeah. doing i mean you've been doing loads of things with all your your hamster uh whispering but your rat whispering my rat, fashion whispering and my fashion industry firing and, yeah yeah i mean it my is necklace uh, creations yeah it's all it's all been going it's it's been really quite intense over the full lockdown and because i spent so much time on my own you know i'm, I'm coming up with ideas every day it's amazing that is pretty good. That is really good. Um, and, and in fact, I, I should ask you really, because a lot of our listeners, well, people aren't really at home so much now. They can now go outside, but there's not really anything to do anywhere. Yeah. It's just so the it's sort sky. Of like, it's the sky yeah. and trees. What are you going to do with the so sky? Just... Ceilings you can draw on if you have a trampoline, right? Can't draw oh. on the sky. No, that's true, isn't it? Yeah. I'd never thought of I'd never that drawing on the ceiling with a trampoline is but I guess you just gotta do a little bit at a time each yeah. each bounce. Well you know yeah. like if you go to like Italy, they have these amazing like ceilings done by Michelangelo and that. So they're like mm. gods on the ceiling and all the angels and everything else, right? The way they did that was trampolines. They just jumped on the trampoline, took a little swipe, 
fell back down, jumped to the trampoline. But, and the thing is, if you're a master, if you're a great Italian master, what they did was they had different colours and they'd be able to, on the bounce, wiggle it in the water, their paintbrush, and then get the right colour and then go up there and immediately do it again. I mean, that, oh, that's really got to be clever. good at painting to be able to do that. And if you do a flip. That's... Is that, is that why it took so long? Because all those paintings took years and years and years, didn't it? Yeah. And I guess if you're having to do it with each and every bounce, it's going to take a really long time. It is going to take a really long time. And also, remember, this is before they had elastic for the trampolines. So what they'd have to do is they'd just get wild animals and stretch them out. So they'd have to get, like, you know, a cow or something big like a hippopotamus, hold it down and then bounce on its stomach because they've got nice big bouncy stomachs. Um, and the hippos wow. didn't mind it after a while. But they didn't like getting covered in paint. That was yeah. And also, I guess you've also got to have a, an adequate gap between meal times because if a hippo's just eaten, you bounce and then it'll puke it all out, or you know, like oh yeah, it can be like there's that. a lot of I issues mean, with yeah. yeah. But they, they mainly eat grass, so it's actually quite a good green. Sure, sure, that's true. That's true. I mean, there are questions about animal cruelty, but as you said they liked it, so I feel they like they did like it. I and, mean, and this, this was in the these past, were old hippos. Know. These are old hippos. Mm. They've not. They're in Italy. There's no big like. like if they were in the Nile, fair enough, because the Niles where they're happy. They're like like big rivers and that sort mm. of things in Africa and stuff like that. They're great for that. But in Italy, there's no big rivers like that. There's no crocodiles. So what they're going to do all day? They're going to lie in a church and have brilliant artists bounce off their tummies so they can paint ceilings. Yeah, and I mean, you've got to be happy with that, haven't you? I mean, you've got I to be happy so. with your part in in that. And that's This is why it's so good having someone that knows about history like yourself on the yeah. podcast. We haven't had in- historical insights like yeah. this from anyone uh, yet so far. So that is great. Well, what I was going to ask you, um, I mean, I feel like you've already given us a brilliant tip that, that, that you know people listening can paint the ceilings if they haven't done that already. Yeah. Um, but I just wonder if you've got anything else that you might recommend, if not just for people stuck at home, they're stuck in their area, if they're, there's just not a lot to do. What, what's been the thing that you've kept yourself entertained with that you can uh, recommend? If you want to go through all the bookshelves and then read a page from one book and then a page from the other book and then try and make up your own story, that is a good, that is a good thing to do. I, I like to, because I like to make up stories. It's what I keep, like, make myself interested in. So what I like to do is I like to, keep, I'm not very good at making stuff up myself. So what I do is I take a character from an existing book and I put them in another book and then I can make up my own story. So you could have, like, oh. Sherlock Holmes, but set it in Tudor times. Or you can have, like, you know, um, like a Roald Dahl book, like The Twits, but set it, like, in a sort of dystopian future where they've got like iPhones and stuff like that and they're trying to share apps and they're not allowed. And so you can have a really good, like, that's what I recommend. Making up stories is always good. You can even, you don't have to use books. You can use like films, you can use your toys, you can use like your friends and family. Don't tell them though, because they get really upset if you're mean. That's such a good tip. You see, because my, my daughter's only three and so all her mm. books are uh, a little kid's books and some of them are, are brilliant. But like you could do, like have Spot the Dog but then hide it somewhere in some of the grown-up books so Spot the Dog in a murder mystery. Yeah, no, 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 no. You could even do it with her books because Spot the Dog and the Very Hungry Caterpillar becomes terrifying. Wow. Because the Very Hungry Caterpillar will be eating all Spot's food and mm, Spot the Dog looks tasty. Oh, no. Uh, so you've got wow, to spot that's... the dog running away from the um, ca- can you spot the dog get away before the caterpillar becomes a butterfly that is the question I mean you've actually you've made me realise how terrifying the very hungry caterpillar would be in almost any other situation other than yeah. the very hungry caterpillar also yeah. it does eat watermelons and doesn't mention what it does with the seeds it's lacking detail mm. that book 
It's lacking detail. That is true. Is it? Is, uh, is. Uh, which, which spitter is it? Is it the front or the rear? That's what we need to know. Where? How does it get rid of the seeds? That's true. That's true. And I suppose uh, maybe it saves them till it's a butterfly and then fires them out the bum from yeah, on and high. It's a bumberfly. Whoa. Or Whoa. actually, no, because in American it's butt, isn't it? They call a bum a butt. So it is a butt. <laughs> so it is a butterfly. <laughs> That's why, that's why it's called that. Oh my goodness! See, it's why it's why we need an expert like you on this show. That's exactly. an insight that I just don't think we'd realise that, that butterflies yeah. are called that because they fly around with their bums. Yeah, yeah. They've got they they're butterflies. They and they can fly up your bums as well. So be very careful oh, around butterflies. No, they're harmless. They don't bite you. They're not like wasps. They don't sting you. But they might fly up your bum because they're called. Butterfly. Which is why it's useful to have watermelon seeds ready so that you can fire them back out. This exactly. makes perfect sense. Everything You've got some links. safety first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> everything does link. Wow, wow. Well, that's an amazing tip. Thank you for that, Izzy. And um, I've got a couple of questions that I have to ask mm-hmm. you for the show. Obviously, this is an audio show. Uh, mm-hmm. Listeners are hearing it potentially with their ears, but uh, we, we don't discriminate if they want to listen to it with their bums or their noses. That is fine. Um, but I just wonder if you had a favourite noise um, that, that you Other could either make for listeners or tell them. Uh, and my favourite oh, noise that, that I make, yeah. right, in the olden days when I used to watch motor racing, right, there's a thing called the Doppler effect as a car goes straight past you and into the distance. And when I was a kid, I could do a perfect Formula One car noise from like the 1990s. Okay, so this is it. This is it. <clears throat> And that is the only way I got friends. That is brilliant. Thank that you is very absolutely much. brilliant. That mm. is that is really remarkable. Actually, that is a really remarkable sound. And um, do you ever sort of just make that noise when you're out and about, and people think, "Wow, was there a super fast car that's just gone by and I hadn't noticed?" Exactly. I can I can trick a few people if I want people like if I am on my bike right, and there are people being really slow on the zebra crossing, I'm just like, and they're like, oh, and they run to get out of the way, so they don't get crashed into yeah. by Jacques Villeneuve. Um. <laughs> <laughs> all, all the listeners will know exactly all the exactly. kids listening will know exactly who that is so exactly. that is that's fine good brilliant well that that amazing noise and and of course the thing I have to check is you know it's a family friendly podcast it is suitable for people of all possible ages that you can imagine mm. uh, numbers and letters and I just want to check uh, if there are any words that you definitely won't be saying uh, throughout the show to make sure that it is family friendly any rude words that you I, I wouldn't say. I wouldn't ever say bum face because uh, uh, calling someone Good. a bum face is serious because you don't know if somebody calls you a bum face you don't know if they think that your bum looks like a face or your face looks mm. like a bum rather or you have an actual bum face which is you yeah. actually have a bum on your head and it is a bum and it is a face what is it when you call me a bum face what do you mean it's very upsetting don't call people bum faces and also then the watermelon seed situation how exactly. do you know where you're firing them from well, I mean, people it's... with an actual bum face would do really well in a spitting competition, but it would smell. It would really smell. Yeah, it would really... And also, you've got the issue of pants on your head or pants on your bum? Exactly. Pants on your bum face head, Both. pants on your face bum, bum? Would you wear a woolly hat on your bottom if you had pants on your head? I mean, it'd be really cosy. I think in, in like mm. a really cold day, I could always think like putting a woolly hat on your bum would be but really the comfy. bobble, where does the bobble go? Well, rabbits have got like a little bubble oh, bum true. and they, they are fine, aren't they? So... Is that because they've got little woolly hats on their bottoms? It must be. Maybe true? they've all got bum faces and face maybe. bums. 
I need and, to look uh, up now. I need to go yeah. on the internet and find out if a volatile Ethereum has a little little lovely fluffy bum or if it's just, you know, got a little tail. I think it's got a little small tail rather than a fluffy. Right. But the thing is, they're fossils. They could have had a fluffy fluffy tail like a rabbit, I suppose. Because we've never wow. seen one alive because like a... they're like really old. Do you reckon there's, there's just one hiding out somewhere, though? Still somewhere around? Oh, maybe. I mean, the thing is, like, I lose scissors all the time, so there might be dinosaurs around. I mean, technically, yeah. technically, we see dinosaurs every day because technically all birds are dinosaurs. That is facts. That is real. But, like, there might be in some sort of like, lost forest up in, like, Russia somewhere, there might be, like, a dinosaur going around going, what's happened? Where's everyone gone? Oh, Oh, I love that. Oh, well. I, I just love it if they're walking around wearing like shades and a little hat and just be like, I hope no one, I hope no one recognizes oh, I'm a dinosaur. Yeah, that 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 might be the case. I mean, we might have spy dinosaurs. What if there were dinosaurs which were actually really good at like camouflage and subterfuge? Because they have found there are crocodiles, right? They put them under lamps and they change color a little bit. So like the babies what? go dark at night and light during the day, which means in crocodiles, it's a really old reptile. They can do that. So maybe some dinosaurs might have evolved to change colour a little bit. And once they can change colour, they could be up in the sky. They could all be blue and then change colour to grey when it's cloudy and only like special people can see them. I mean, this is both really exciting and absolutely terrifying. Like the idea of like a a, a, a crocodile that can just suddenly disguise itself in your wardrobe would yeah. be really scary. And I wouldn't worry because cool. they don't like wearing clothes. They're they're weird crocodiles. They like being nude all the time. It's so strange, isn't it? You know the but kid like that, that who shape, mo- the moment the moment you get to the beach and stuff, they just completely take everything but their pants off and then run in the sea. That's a crocodile for you. Like except yeah. they take their pants off. That has got to be partly because if you've got those kind of little legs but a very big tail, like finding yeah. trousers that fit has got hard. to be really hard. Yeah, yeah, really hard. Yeah, it must I can be see difficult. That. Yeah. But, um... Well, well, no, but yeah, not going to be saying bum face. Thank you for that. I won't say yeah. bum face either. We'll make sure don't no one shows bum, bum faces. faces. Just too and rude. don't be specific about which you know they are. If they have a bum for a face, or they are an actual bum face. Yeah. Either of those is is quite. Uh, is just, I, I I think it's 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 not just offensive. It's kind of um, insensitive to people mm. that do have bum faces and suffer from having a big bum face. So because yeah, I mean their lives are difficult, and mm. I think I I actually have a, a little note here from the spokesperson of the bum faces, and um, they they put this out only the other day on Twitter, and it says. <laughs> And I think we can all agree. Yeah, that's very sensible words. Very sensible words. Wow. Didn't realise you were, you were personally in touch with them, but I'm, I'm pleased that you, you could be here. And, and I did say Twitter. No, it's Twitter. Yeah. I, I, I can't claim to know them personally. Oh, sure. I'm sure. I'm not related to them like you are. <laughs> oh, no! Oh, no, I just got slammed. I wasn't <laughs> expecting that. Wow. That was like sort of Spinosaur skills there, just coming out of nowhere <laughs> with a slam. Unbelievable. Well, well, we're going to move on very quickly from my potential uh, bumface ancestry, which I don't have, and I won't be saying bumface, so I'm not actually allowed to talk about my bumface ancestors <laughs> because I can't talk about their bumfaces. Right, hanging out with the- volatile ethereums. <laughs> yeah, that's it, and the volatile ethereums being like, "Which is your bum and which is your face?" This, uh, this is too confusing. I'm going to go extinct. That's I can see it all happening. 
That's how it all plays out. Um, well, look, 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 Izzy, I've got you here. I've got you here for a very important reason, yeah. right? Yeah. With all your qualifications, all your skills, all your knowledge, we have had a question that's come in that I think is, I think this is for you, and I think you okay. can answer it. Um, that's why I've asked you to be here. So it's yeah. been sent in by Henry, who is yep. aged nine or six, standing on his head. I'm not sure one or the other. And Henry has asked. This is two questions. Oh, and I'll give them two. to you all at once. Yeah, two. Okay. I know, but you when you hear them, I, I don't know. They, I think they might be linked. I'm not sure. Okay. I'm going to give them both at the same time, but we can answer them one at, one at a time if you like. So he's asked, will there be cyborgs in the future? Question one. And more importantly, question two, why aren't suit trousers actually called buttoxedos or are they nice. already called that? Yeah. Nice. So now, how do you want to tackle? Do you want to tackle that all at once, or do you think we should well, go one at a I time? I think. I think. I think. First of all, we can say cyborgs exist now, so obviously they will what? be in the future. Unless, well, it's just somebody with a bit of tech in them. So people like with pacemakers are essentially, you know, like cyborgs. If you got, if you got something in you that's like people, like my grand's got a hip replacement. She's half robot, half gran. That's like a whole new thing. So and wait, that wait, goes all on, the way wait, back. Wait, wait. What? Hang on, I've got a diabetic insulin pump, right? Which is sort you of are a cyborg. Am like I a any, cyborg? You're a cyborg. Like if you've got what? like hearing aids, or even I would technically say, even though that it's not electronic, glasses. Anybody with glasses is a cyborg because you're using technology to make yourself like complete and be able to fulfil tasks and everything else. So I would wow. say there are cyborgs alive now. I think there is an actual artist in New York who's got like a, a, a like he gave himself antennas. He like screwed them into his head. So he's actually got what? antennas which which electronically work. So he can like he's got like you know how like bees like have these little like antennas that they clean yeah. constantly, right? Well, they like help the bee fly around and see what's around it. He's got this in his head and it sort of tells his brain that there are people close to him even though like it's New York, there are always people close to him. But yeah, that's that's what it is. People like they have them. So this has already been a thing. Cyborgs exist now. Never mind the future. Well, what these antennas on your head, yeah. like, isn't that, wouldn't that be really annoying? Like, someone's talking to you and you suddenly tune into a radio station. That would be annoying. That would be brilliant. Imagine sitting in school and you're doing maths or something. Like, I, I don't know, you might like maths. Say you're doing history or say you're doing, like, art and you hate paint, right? So you could just tune in and then you could, like, work out how to download this podcast and uh, then try and paint a ceiling by, like, you know, jumping on a chair and pretending it's a hippo. That is good. That is actually pretty good. Would would you have robot bits? Would you would you like part of you replaced with with robot parts? Yeah, I'd have like all bits of me. So like, I want right instead of teeth, I'd like buttons that played music. That'd be oh, good. I would so love that. And not only because also I think I'd still brush my teeth just for the musical like exactly. tunes that you'd get from it. Yeah, you could like you know those really clever people who can play violin and play flute and that. You could like sell out a musical concert with everybody like in their best finery, in opera style, and then like get your toothbrush and just be like. Ding, 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 like that, and everybody would applaud, and it'd be amazing. You get flowers. That'd be incredible. It would be good. Also, if you had, if you had a robot bum, you could mm. properly fire watermelon seeds at like really terrifying. I mean, you could, you yeah. I mean, you might be yeah. called up for the army for that, because like yeah. imagine, never mind a gun. If you had a gun built in, and all you had to yeah. do was like bend over, show your bum to the enemy, and then just fire watermelon seeds at them, they'd just run away, panicked, and you'd win the war. Yeah, easy. Get the machine bum. That's what they'd say. Exactly, yeah, machine amazing. bum is yeah, definitely. The artillery bum. We need to use that. We need to use that more. Machine bum. 
Absolutely. Do you reckon? Do you reckon like yeah. back when the machine gun was first invented, like at, like just before the First World War, right? Back then, right? Do you reckon that the generals got confused and would call them machine bums because they were silly old men with moustaches? Almost certainly. Really, I mean, you, well, of course you'd have to, wouldn't you? Because yeah. like it's such a it's such a close word. Yeah, it must be really to. tempting to say machine bum instead of machine yeah. gun over exactly. and over again. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it must be it must be a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I, I was going oh, to ask as well, like yeah. if if you, because my worry about cyborgs is yeah. like, say if I was like more like more because obviously I'm mainstream pump, which I didn't realize made me a cyborg. But other than that, if I was more cyborg, like mm. what if you were say going to the shops and then like the half of your body of cyborg ran out of batteries? Oh, that'd be. And ass. then you had to drag it a lot. Like how? What would what would happen then? Like, but like you know, you're diabetic, so that happens with your human side too. That is what diabetes is. You just run out of batteries on one side, don't you? In that, it, it, with your human side, <laughs> you just, and you need to get a banana or some sugar in you to keep you going, and that's yeah. So it happens anyway with bile. So it's just different, except instead of a banana, you have to stick your finger in a plug socket. Don't do that, kids, ever. But you know that's don't do that. Or you have to Unless you have to pick a, up a battery a and just bum, hold yeah. it to your he- forehead like this to charge or something. But um, yeah. yeah, it would be it would be um, yeah. So if it happens to your natural, like you know body anyway mm. it doesn't really matter if it you know like you had to like you know just touch a battery pack or you know eat like some grapes i mean what's more what's more yeah. troubling? at least you'll be able to charge really quickly and you can actually make your bed because you know how they got those chargers now you just put your phone on and they can charge your phone without oh, being plugged you can make in. your whole bed like when there's charging stations whole, that's a exactly. brilliant idea yeah and you'd have to, yeah, but that'd be the thing is you'd have to take your charger with you because it'd be really awkward if you were like somewhere and you're like, oh no, my bum's run out of battery. Has anyone yeah. got a bum charger? And but then people would lend you. It if and... it meant that if your bum ran out of battery, it would empty everything out, people would lend you their yeah. charger much oh, they quicker would get than they really normally quickly, would. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, that's true. you know, it might, it might encourage a sharing environment. Yes, that is true. That is true. Well, I mean, I suppose, you know, you, you point out that cyborgs are, are there now, but Henry, actually Henry's question mm. said, will there be cyborgs in the future? So he's actually not asking if there are, like, even if there are cyborgs now, yeah. will they be in the future or will they, will, they, will we, well, how have, far will are we have going? replaced it with something else now? You know, I, I, I was asking, I was, I was in a school and I asked a little girl how long she thought the planet would be around for. And she said... <sighs> 20 years so you know if it's gonna end then then you know how far in the future we're talking we're talking next tuesday definitely cyborgs if we're talking like a million squillion squillion years likely but who knows Sure. Well, well, I was also wondering, like, if there's going to come point because, like, right now it'd be really cool, like, to make you part tech and part robot. But in the future, it might be better to be part cereal or part. You know, we might kind of develop oh, yeah. new things. Part onions. We were talking a lot about spice yeah. necklaces. I, I wondered if if you had any foresight on what we might have instead of cyborgs that people might want to, you know, have have on their body. I suppose. I think. I mean. If we go by Boris's dreams, I mean, we'd all be part hamster and just have really big mm. cheeks. So you wouldn't need, you wouldn't take a rucksack to school. All your books would go in in your cheeks, and uh, yeah, and also it'd be easier for the bum faces to fit in because everybody would have big bum cheeks. That's true, and there is a place in Germany called Hamburg, so oh, maybe there that's is. maybe that's where it would start. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, wow. Well, I think, I mean, I think you've absolutely, you know, answered also, that as fully as possible. Also, can I just very possible. quickly, yeah. quickly say, bum tuxedo or bum 
what, what did he call it? It's a buttocksedo. Oh, buttocksedo. Well, that's what I was going to ask you Brilliant. about next. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. exactly. That's amazing. I love that. Well, that he's asked why aren't they called why aren't they called that? Why aren't they called buttocksedos? Or are they already called that? And I don't think they are already called that. No, they're I not already called before. that. And I yeah. think that is because grown ups are really boring. Right? That is why. Because they saw oh look, it's a really posh tuxedo, part of it, for your bottom bits. What should we call it? Trousers. Uh that's really stupid. So buttocksedo. I'm gonna use that forever now. I think it's great. That was great. And I should just apologise then to the Bumface Society. I didn't mean to insult them. I was just, I was blowing a raspberry. I thought you were quoting them. Oh, no. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. I just, I, I'll just uh, take that back. Um, but yeah, you're right. So I feel, yeah, I feel like it should be called buttocksedos. And um, I don't, I don't really know what else to say to Henry other than that maybe he should patent that and sort of get it out there. I, I just and, think and he needs to name it. more things. That is maybe his mm. job in the future is like, maybe he can like go in. Cause you know how people have made up jobs now. So like some people go in and they're, I am an expert on this and I will go and tell you that your film is wrong or something like that. He could do that to dictionary. So you just go, no, that's the wrong word for that. You mean buttocksedo. Yeah. You don't mean like posh trousers, you know, and he can that just is... name stuff and he could be it's, like, it's the way that it's the way that I was going to say that it works. Cause it's, it's buttocks. Like it's the way that it yeah. works, but tux, t- tuxedo, yeah, tuxedo and buttocks, nice... buttocksedo. Like you've got almost double, but, in that, yeah, which is really difficult to do. There's not many. I mean, well, the, not many whoever named like the Buttercup oh. is a genius because the Buttercup. Yes. Everybody thinks, oh, it's because it's butter, but as we've already explained, butter. It's like butterfly. It's actually buttock, buttercup. Mm. So, like when you're when you're reaching to pick your buttercup, that's uh, that's what you do, and you hold yeah. it under your chin and see if you like buttocks. Butter, sorry. <laughs> wow, that's really changed also because you know there's that uh, there's that sort of margarine called I can't believe it's not butter, mm. but that's well, I mean that's someone saying I can't believe this isn't a bum. Well, maybe it is, isn't it? I mean, if your bum does look like a packet of margarine, I think you might need to see the doctor because that isn't good. Yes. I mean, don't spread your bum on toast. That's oh, not no. nice. No, That'd don't be do that. Awful. It doesn't matter how warm it is. Don't no. do that. It's not... Or or even on like a jacket potato. It's not. It's not worth it. Just go to the no. doctors. Yeah. Yeah. Good advice. Really solid. Really solid advice from you, Izzy. So thank thank you. you so much for answering um, uh, Henry's question. I, I, he should be very happy with that. And I think, to be honest, he should be very happy coming up with, uh, with buttocksedos anyway. Yeah. I, I, I mean, really, he might have peaked. That might be his greatest achievement in life because I think it is amazing. Well, I, I think he should do that. And, and I hope uh, if they won't accept that for the trousers of uh, tuxedos and, and changing the name, then I hope that he is able to invent uh, suits just for bums uh, or just for bum faces and call them butt tuxedos. And yeah. you can have mini trousers that hang on your ears. And uh, I think that'd be lovely. I think it yeah. would do too. Yeah. Would be. Well, thank you for that. And and look, listen before before um you go, uh, I've got to talk to you about a couple of things because firstly, um you've got you've got things that our listeners can check out, haven't you? You've it got your brilliant do. brilliant book, uh, the yes. unstoppable Letty Peg, uh, that is which tr- true, uh, which is yeah. it is a it is a book, right? And everybody goes, oh, it's going to be really boring because it's about the suffragettes and who cares about... When I was at school, the suffragettes were these women who were really, really meek and they got they got locked up in prison and they didn't eat any food and then the men gave them the vote, blah, blah, blah. But it's not true because in, in the actual history, what really happened, and I'm not making this up, right, they fought with 
men. So you had these women in their big dresses and stuff doing jujitsu against the police. So that is what the unstoppable Letty Pegg is about. It's the true story of the suffragettes. And it's about a little girl called Letty Pegg, who is 11 years old. And um, she basically, she's in a real big problem because the suffragettes were fighting the police. But but her mum is a suffragette and her dad is a policeman. So she's right in the middle and it's really sort of like bad. But she does learn to like fight jiu-jitsu like properly and she she's might so have to awesome. fight the police and that sort of thing. So it's 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 quite cool. It's quite cool. And it's all set in the past, like set over a hundred years ago. It's a hundred and ten years ago. It's a, it's a huge amount of time. But there were kids back then and they were just like us. So it's really quite cool. It's so awesome. And also because, you know, I know you, you do jiu-jitsu. You know I do jiu-jitsu as well. You do jiu-jitsu. I do do. And, uh, and would you find jiu-jitsu easier in one of those big suffragette dresses? Because I, obviously, like, when you think about it, it's probably, you'd think, well, they were quite cumbersome. But actually, it's almost like armour for your legs. <laughs> well, you'd think so. Actually, what those dresses had was big pockets stitched in them. And in them, they'd hide weapons. So you'd have, like, Whoa. a hammer in there or an Indian club. And an Indian club's like a bowling pin. It's huge. And they used to whirl those around. And then they wouldn't hit the police, but the police might walk into them as they were whirling it around. And therefore, you know, it's the policeman's fault if they came too close. But, you know, this is this is what they did. So they had, like, loads of secret gadgets and, like, armour in them. But also, like... It's weird because jiu-jitsu is a lot of hip throws and a lot of arm locks and that sort of thing. So actually, because they had tiny little heels, it's actually quite easier to do a hip throw if you've got your feet raised slightly wow. and balance is slightly better. So, you know, and they were little. Like, I'm a, I'm a bit too big to do jiu-jitsu. I am massive. I am six foot, which is like 180 centimetres, which is really tall. And But they were really little. So like Edith Garrod, who was a real-life suffragette, right, she was only four foot 11. Which is wow, tiny. that's tiny, right? Yeah, and she would throw like literally. There is like, like in the newspaper, there's like talk of her like beating up a six foot policeman, so you know, and throwing that's him a, over her head amazing. and smashing him into the ground. So like, this is what this is what they were doing to sort of you know like for women's right to vote. Letty Pegg doesn't care about women's right to vote because she's like ten, so whatevs. Um, <laughs> she, what? But she does care because her mum cares and her dad cares. And so that's why it's interesting. It's because it's a story. It's a real story. So it's so I interesting. Like it's it. such an exciting thing. I I, I, I want to see, I want to see, you know, I want to see a film of your book. I want to see the Unstoppable Letty Pegg film. But I yeah. want to see like superhero films just of suffragettes like going out and taking down yeah. The villains by on. hiding weapons in their dresses. Like this sounds like the most the coolest story I've ever heard. Well, it, it's it's really fun, and and it is it is out. It's it's with um, a publisher called Bloomsbury, which is the same as Harry Potter. So I feel like you know people have heard of Harry Potter. They're going to yeah. hear of me. That's going to be the thing. So you should get a copy when you can. Um, so it's called the Unstoppable Letty Peg, and I am Izzy, which is I S Z I which is a really stupid way of spelling it. But if you put I-S-Z-I into like Amazon or Google or something, you'll find it. Or ask your bookshop. Yeah, find, and there will be many links within the podcast blurb uh, for you to click on That's as all I well. Want. Yeah, and the other thing, of course, that you've got to tell uh, listeners about is uh, your podcast, Terrible Lizards. Yeah. Which, I mean, we've already discussed some, uh, we've already discussed <laughs> camouflaging crocodiles. <laughs> Sorry, it, it, I get very excited about Terrible Lizards because it's a podcast about dinosaurs and I love dinosaurs and I am best friends with a dinosaur expert. He's a paleontologist from a university. He has like literally stood inside a T-Rex face. 
So he's got wow. inside the skull of a T-Rex and it is really big. So he knows all about Tyrannosaurs. He knows all about things which aren't even dinosaurs. Things like pterosaurs. Did you know that they aren't dinosaurs? What? What? Uh, like a pigeon is a like an anatomically, scientifically, an actual dinosaur, and a pterosaur no. isn't. I know. Um, and like we've done episodes on them and marine reptiles, like all the mosasaurs and stuff. So all the stuff that you see in Jurassic Park, we explain the bits they've got right, the bits they've got wrong, and it is right. It's for grown-ups, but it is. We got loads of kids listening to it, and they're proper brainy kids. But, you know, this is this is the thing. And it's kids who love dinosaurs love hearing about it because it's about how we know what we know. Because these things lived millions of years ago. And I thought last Tuesday was a long time. But literally, it was, it was so yeah. far in the past. And they were basically big birds, but with, like, scary faces. Yeah, but well, birds... and I like, there was a news story yeah. the other day, wasn't there, about how many Tyrannosaurus rexes there were and how they were just everywhere. There yeah. were billions of them. And I just like the idea that you just be out walking about. Like, oh, there's another four Tyrannosauruses. Oh, there's five at the bus stop and there's 12 in the park. Like, they exactly. just be everywhere. And they, wouldn't, they couldn't shake hands or, like, give each other high fives. Very little. One of the things mm. that I want you to know is all your toys, with like Velociraptors and Tyrannosaurus Rex, does the sort of bunny hands where their hands flop over mm. like they do in the Jurassic Park movies. That is wrong. Okay, because they had bird-like wrists. They had a thing called a semi-lunate carpal, which is a type of bone in the wrist, right? And what it meant was if you get your hand out and you try and touch your little finger onto your forearm, they can do that because that's the way that their wrists would fold like a bird. What? And so that is what they did. So they sort of did like a judo chop motion. They didn't do a bunny flop motion. And that is how that they their wrist. That's really cool. So they really could. They'd have to sort of like swing like a baseball bat in order to hit the other one because they couldn't turn their wrists and give a high five. That's amazing. It's also that's like the perfect motion if you wanted to like quick draw like for for a shootout in a wild western. Yeah, or a machine bum, I suppose, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They could they could do that, or even do a running man, just really sort of like. Yes. You know that sort of thing. But yeah, they um they're they're really cool. Obviously, everybody loves dinosaurs, so um I thought let's make a dinosaur or podcasts because people need to know about dinosaurs so if you want to find out about them and like it is proper it's like it's proper nature documentary so we talk about like what it, you know the eggs where they come from we talk about all of the big animals we talk about the little animals we talk about when they died out why they died out all of this sort of stuff so if you like dinosaurs you know it's worth listening to and if you are a grown-up listening to this you are allowed to listen to because technically oh, that's nice. technically it's for grown-ups but there's like it's, yeah. kids like it a lot. Yeah, yeah, and it's nice for grown ups to have the occasional thing because normally they have to do boring things like, you know, watch the accounts. news or I don't know, just fart. I have, to, I have to do yeah. accounts and I have to make the dinner and I have to hoover this yeah. thing. Oh, sorry, bum faces. Oh, yeah, to, don't you see bum faces again? You've got to be careful. Oh, sorry, I, I apologize. Yeah. Be, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like, uh, you know, and, and knowing stuff about dinosaurs is really cool. The fact that velociraptors, you see the velociraptors in the Jurassic Park film, they were entirely feathered. They were entirely, look, they looked like birds, but with massive long tails. They had feathers all over them, including wow. that. So they had little wings and they'd use their wings like, you know how like Formula One cars and like use downforce wings at the front of their cars to break really quickly and to turn corners. Exactly the same thing with the velociraptor's wings. It would use it to turn and like break really sharply and move 
also like they'd use them to mantle so they would trap something in their wings they'd like hold oh a goodness. cloak over them so they had the feathers going down so the thing didn't know where and they'd hold them down with their feet and attack them with their face they had the like really long scary claw. chickens yeah wow. yeah wow well chickens are well, dinosaurs is... you know they're the same thing yeah yeah, that's so that's so crazy. Well, that's I mean, how incredibly exciting. And and so listen, these check out Terrible Lizards uh, available at all of the podcast places. Wherever you get this one from, I don't know how you get it. I don't know. You might get you it from a little podcast. Got valve it from in your antenna, didn't you? They got it yeah, from their little cyborg it. antenna. So that's retune that and get Terrible yeah. Lizards as well. That's how it works, Ooh. isn't it? Absolutely. Brilliant. Well, thank you, Tunzizi. Thank you for answering your questions. Thank you for all your expertise and, and your brilliant uh, trampolining uh, tips as well. Um, have you got an exciting rest of the day planned? Yeah, I'm going to eat a lot of watermelon and see if I can break the record. Good luck. Very good Thanks. luck to you. Thanks. I'm like a cow or an elephant today. Spent most of his waking hours Big thanks to Izzy for not only answering Henry's questions, but also her amazing dino facts, trampolining tips and watermelon bum ideas. Um, I hope, Henry, that those answers have helped. And seriously, do go copyright buttocksidos right now. Copyright it right now. Put it under your name and make sure it's yours. And go and make special suits that people can wear on their butts right now. Do that right now. Um, if you have a question that you need answering or a joke that you'd like to tell us or just anything else at all that you need me to know right away, then get your nearest bleating fartofs, sorry, grown-ups to help you email us at podcast at comedyclubforkids.co.uk and don't forget you can give us farting gorillas hamburger emojis um, I don't know upside down octopuses um, funny apples whatever you like uh, by reviewing us on your podcast apps like Apple Podcast or Acast and if your grown ups also fancy buying us a biscuit or seven for making you laugh then they can do that at ko-fi.com forward slash comedy club for kids or via the Acast supporter button too right now what's the best way to clean up red panda mess because he is everywhere in here oh wait hang on Where's all my bamboo gone? I'll get you, red panda thieves! Bye! You have been listening to Comedy Club for Kids Presents. Radio nonsense! Radio nonsense! Radio nonsense! Radio nonsense! Radio nonsense! It's the end.